factors, okay, time of ownership, whether they're absentee owners, what is on the deed, when was the last time they pulled money out, when did they buy? These factors you guys can pull yourselves on public records through your MLS. So if your MLS does not have Remind as a service, you can still utilize those factors to define the clients and the homeowners in your farm that may be willing to sell sooner rather than later. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to episode three of the Relentless Agent Podcast. I am Mike Puma, and I'm here with my esteemed co-host, Javier Nichols. Javier! How are you? <laughs> Nothing, man. It is awesome uh, to be here. Of course, you guys know I'm always excited, always excited. And most importantly, it's about just helping progress new agents, helping progress agents in general, and their daily business. And since we are nearing, actually here, close to the end of the year, right. all right, happy holidays, those who are listening to this over the holiday season, it's already begun. And this is the time where we see a lot of agents recalibrate their efforts on what they're going to do differently next year. And that leads us right into our third episode, micro farming dun, dun, dun. right so when we are talking about micro farming we're going to dive deep all right we're going to go into the weeds of your neighborhood so you can understand what value you can bring and most importantly how to bring it okay because we find ourselves all the time thinking, oh, we could do a yard sale. That sounds great. Well, how do you deliver that yard sale the best way? Oh, we can go and interview a restaurant owner. Well, how do you going to go and you know interview that owner in a way that it impacts the community and impresses on that farm and letting them know you are the resource? So Mike and I was just talking about this uh, before we went live. And I, and I just want to jump right into it, Mike. I want you to go ahead and Give us an understanding of what micro farming is for those who may not know. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously we're going to take this from a, a grassroots old school kind of real estate tactic, which is what farming is, right? It's been around forever. Um, and take it from that perspective all the way into what I believe, you know, we could call the new school versions of farming, because obviously with the emergence of social media and digital and all the different platforms and different things that are out there, farming has taken a complete twist. And I think sometimes we don't look at that necessarily as, as farming, um, but it is, right? And, and it certainly can be leveraged that way. So for those of you that are new to this industry and you're like, uh, are we talking about planting crops? What are, what are we talking <laughs> about here? We are not farmers, at least I'm not. I, I won't speak for Javier. I couldn't grow anything. <laughs> Um, to save my life that you would want to eat at least. But what I can do is tell you some really useful tactics on actually farming from a real estate perspective. And that's what we're diving into today. So the old school kind of mentality of farming was that we would pick a neighborhood, typically the neighborhood you lived in, and you would literally go door to door and knock on the door and that's how you did it, right? And you just do that time and time again, consistency, people get to know you, they're your neighbors, and you would drive business out of that. And I want to be very, very clear, that works, okay? But as I'm sure you as new agents have started to realize, or maybe you will realize if you haven't already, here's a little secret for you. Everything works. It all works. <laughs> everything. It all works. You want to do expired listings, it works. For sale by owners, works. You want to knock on doors, it works. You want to do social, it works. You want to call on renters, it works. You want to go stand outside flipping a sign around, you'll probably get a deal. It all works. It just won't all work for you, which is why we're doing these classes, right? It's why we're separating things out. It's why Javier and I are on a mission to make you guys understand that there are many lanes and ways to make money in this business. And you just have mm -hmm. to figure out which one you're going to do. The key is you have to do something. 
and you can't do all of them, right? So that's kind of our mission of this podcast. And so today we're focused on the farming side of things. So old school farming, we sit there, we door knock, we get consistency. You could do that. That's still, that's still applicable today. What I will start with though is this. Today, farming is different because we have a lot more data and we have a lot more insight and we have a lot more things at our disposal that we didn't have back, you know, when farming or old school farming where you were just randomly knocking on doors. Because now we have tools like Remind, right? Where you can go on a platform like Remind and I can literally type in an address, type in an area, type in a zip code, type in a neighborhood, and I can drill all the way down to this neighborhood. So let's just say I was going to go farm this neighborhood. I can drill all the way down and then I can sort that neighborhood by those that are likely to move on what they call their, their, their likelihood to move, right? So they rank them on one, two, and three. And threes are, you know, they're very likely to move. Twos are eh, maybe in the next, you know, two years. And then the ones are very unlikely to move. So let's say I had a thousand homes in this neighborhood. I'm probably going to dwindle it down to maybe a hundred threes, maybe 50 threes. But, but, but I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah. I want to ask, because I know some people are thinking this question in their mind. How does, how do companies, now we know the answer to it, which we're going to tell you, but how do companies get these scores? How do they come up with the sell score when they're, when you're using a system like Remind? Sure. And they're not 100% accurate, right? Nothing is. I will yeah. tell you, Remind <laughs> yeah. is pretty yeah. good. So they're using artificial intelligence. Yeah. They're writing algorithms. So what they're doing is they're pulling in data from a variety of sources, from banks, credit unions, site search sites like Google, um, Zillow, Realtor.com. They're pulling in all this data, right? And so what their algorithm is doing is saying, okay, we know from all the data of home sales that are happening, what are, what are some key findings in those home sales? And what they find yep. is there's some common characteristics, right? Certain level of equity, ownership time. Um, are you an absentee owner? Is this a second, third, fourth, fifth property, right? So all of these types of factors are all getting weighed in. And what they know is that, okay, from that determination, we know that if someone has been in their house for 12 years, which is above the average of which somebody stays in their house and that they have $200,000 in equity and that, you know, they have all this positive stuff. And then even more so it's a second home. They know that that person is very more, that person is more likely to be Mm -hmm. thinking about selling than somebody who maybe moved in two weeks ago. Right. And so that's what the algorithm is doing. The algorithm is much smarter than we are. And then that algorithm is constantly evolving. Right. So as equity changes, are they if they, are they taking out, have they started to inquire online? Right. So then it's looking at search history as well. Are they looking at properties? Are they searching on Zillow and Realtor.com? Are they Googling for homes? Are they Googling, you know, potentially looking at home equity lines of credit? All these sorts of things, which makes obviously is indicators, right? And that's what they call them. There's all these indicators. And those indicators are telling them who's more likely to do something than not. Right. And again, not 100% accurate, but pretty good. And again, much smarter than me. I won't say smarter than Javier. He's pretty smart, but much, and, much smarter. And no, no, what I also want to add in for those of you who do not have access to Remind, and a lot of you do not, let's put that out there, right? You guys are in situations where Remind may not be accessible. But what Mike is speaking about on the factors, okay, time of ownership, whether the absentee owners, what is on the deed? When was the last time they pulled money out? When did they buy? These factors you guys can pull yourselves on public records through your MLS. So if your MLS does not have Remind as a service, you can still utilize those factors to define the clients and the homeowners in your farm that may be willing to sell sooner rather than later. So I w- that's why I wanted to jump in on that, For Mike, because sure. you right. were getting into some really good detail. And I want people to know that even if you don't have the algorithmic skill set as a company like Remind, you can still use these grassroots beginning of time strategies as public records will provide. So I just wanted to put that in there. No, I love that. And that's a great point. And, you know, listen, I've said it before on, on one of the other episodes, but in the beginning as a new agent, you have time or money. You rarely have both, right? And so you have to decide, 
Because the other option is if your MLS doesn't include it, is you can pay for Remind. Remind's a platform. You can subscribe to Remind and you can pay dollars on a monthly sure. basis for it, right? So if I have the money and I'm looking sure. to invest in my business, that might be something you want to consider. Now, if you're sitting there saying, hey, my, my MLS doesn't have it and my I'm not, I don't have the dollars to invest in it. Well, I guess this is out for me and you're about to click this podcast off. Don't click it off because we have other strategies beyond Remind. But also, that's no <laughs> excuse because to Javier's point, Every data point yep. that they're getting, you can kind of find. Now, is it going to be as good? Is it going to be a streamlined? No. But what we all have to keep in mind is that you don't need to do this for 5,000 homes. You don't need to do this for 1,000 homes. For most of you, your farms are much smaller. And guys, at the end of the day, right, if I said to most people watching, if you could do a deal a month, if you could do two deals a month, right? And make between 100 and 250 grand a year. Are you going to be happy? Most of you, that would, that would allow you, at least in the short term, to live the lifestyle you want to live. And that's only 12 to 24 deals a year. So we're not talking about needing thousands and thousands of numbers. That, that doesn't need to be the case. So we're, we're talking about streamlining down, right? And these platforms help you do it. So let's say whether you manually do it, you're using Remind, what I always will start with, even if I'm going to go old school and knock on doors, is say, hey, which doors should I knock on first? And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to knock on the ones that have a one next to them and that they're less likely to sell because I still want to build my brand. I still want to build a relationship. I still want to make them familiar with me. And guess what? They know people I don't know. And you never know when life is going to happen, right? Death, debt, divorce. Those are three very common factors that lead to someone doing a real estate transaction. Okay. We don't always mm. want to think about it that way, but it is debt, death, divorce. Those three D's commonly lead to a real estate transaction. And those things can come out of the blue. So starting with the top though, I'm going, if I'm going to go out today and I'm going to walk, cause I live in Florida today is not too bad, but if I'm going to go sweat my butt off <laughs> in 97 degree heat, and knock on doors, which is not comfortable and not fun to do, does it make sense for me to start with the doors that are more likely to do something? Yes, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's just a logical thing. So that's how I would do the old school, I'm gonna go door knock and I'm gonna do it. Now, the other thing I would do though, is I would never show up empty handed. And I personally, this is just a personal thing, you take it for what you want. I like to have a reason for being there. Because when I knock on that door, I'm disrupting their life, right? Think about you guys. You guys don't like when random strangers knock on your door, especially during COVID. You're like, ah, I don't want to talk to anyone. Okay? <laughs> and it's very likely they won't answer. Okay, I'm yeah. sitting there like hot and behind curtains when I hear somebody knock on my door. So I get that. And you have to be respectful of that. That doesn't mean don't knock. What it means is be respectful of their time and bring value to them. So what I would do is I would say, hey, rather than go knock on 300 doors today, I'm going to knock on 20. But here's the 20 I'm going to start with. They're all, they're all threes on my cell score. And I'm going to go take the time to go through all 20 of those. And I'm going to create a template that shows the home value, maybe some things about me, a bio, um, some ways I can help them. And I'm going to create a marketing piece in Canva, which is free. Or if you have a system like we do at Central and Business Builder, or Moxie Works, or one of those, those can you can create awesome stuff in there. But I'm going to create a little template, something to hand them about me of what value I can bring to them. And it's going to be personalized. I'm going to go through to each one. Hey, Mike and Courtney, did you know that you have, you know, by my calculations, you have 200,000 in equity? Have you ever thought about, you know, taking advantage of that? So now when I knock on the door and they don't answer, I'm just going to leave it there for them. But now I'm leaving them something that's got a picture of their house on it, addressed to Mike and Courtney, and is bringing value. Hey, not sure if you realize, but I think it's important my neighbors know how much their home is worth. Here's how much equity my system shows you have. If you'd like to talk about maybe how to take advantage of that, let me know with my contact information. Something as simple as that. But now when that homeowner opens it up, they're going to look at it because it's got their house on it with their names on it. They're going to be curious as to what it is. So I've got their attention, which is step number one. And now I've left them something of value, right? And now I have something to follow up on.
because now mm -hmm. my next time I contact them will be, hey, did you get that thing I left for you? Did you give that any thought? Right? Perfect. And so that's how I would do it. So rather than just knock on a door, rather than just do the vanilla, you know, if I'm going to put in the time and effort, guys, I want to make sure that I'm maximizing the potential. And so those are that's how I would do it. But what are your thoughts? That's a key point. That's a that's and I want to stay on that personalization standpoint, guys, because listen, we just went through a pandemic where we were locked in our homes, shelter in place type of man, you know, mandate, right? Everyone was in the house. And what we discovered is we missed interaction, human interaction, real human interaction, right? Sending that personal letter or dropping it off does something way different than a mass mailing, mass produced, you know, nonsense in someone's mail clutter. Because we all know what that looks like and what it feels like. Now, you may know Bed Bath & Beyond for their big giant postcards. And the only reason why you've read it or even considered it because it was so large that it had to be folded up over top of all the rest of your mail and you had to get it first, right? Many of you don't have that budget to do what they are doing yep. and most importantly the values that they provide on that postcard okay so take that personal approach and go with that flyer with addressing their names telling them what you can do and most often make sure i would just not, not most often every time make sure you have the neighborhood's name on the document so they know you are working in this neighborhood you're not just reaching out to those individual homeowners out of the blue. Stake a claim. Stake a claim as being the neighborhood real estate agent. And that is what takes me right to the beginning. Okay. Choose for those of you who do not have a farm. And for those of you who do not know what a farm is, hopefully you know a little bit more after hearing what Mike had to say and explaining it. But make sure that the number one thing you do is choose a farm that you can give your 100% to. Do not choose a farm area because of the prices, right? Do not choose a farm area because of, oh, it's, it's a hot area, it's nice, and it's 20, 30 miles away, okay? This is why he said in the beginning about old school methods of being in your neighborhood because you're in your neighborhood a lot. And you can build rapport instantaneously with knowing neighborhood events, things that are happening. I tell people all the time, why don't you send out a flyer or post something about when the last day of yard waste pickup is? Why not send out an alert or a flyer when Pico is going to be doing some work in your neighborhood, cutting the power off? Many people don't get those alerts. They just, lights go off, they call, they freak out. Pico tells them it's okay, it's going to come back on in five hours or four hours, and they go back to their day being inconvenienced. But that's a time where an agent can be handing out flyers, very simple flyers, okay, letting you know, and also informing you of how to get these alerts by going onto this website, signing up with your cell phone number and getting these alerts from Pico. Something as micro as that can start to build that foundation of being an expert in your area. Now, I know many of you are like, okay, well, where do I start? Canva for one, okay, for the design of these flyers and have these templates. Because many of you who are listening to this, you may not be with Century 21. You may not have the amazing tools that we have at our disposal for free, but you still have Canva. And I want to make sure to, to really zone in on these micro uh, neighborhood activities because when you are informing your neighbor about it, not only are you helping them out, but you're letting them know you're a resource. And this is something that we've talked about for the first, we're, we're always going to talk about this in every single episode is be a resource. How are you being a resource? Okay. So I want to also go into, cause I wrote some things down cause I was excited about this and I really wanted to make sure I hit these points. Understand so many factors about your area. Anybody that's listening to this or watching this, Hopefully you are a Realtor with your registered with NAR, all right? And if you are, you have RPR, Realtor Property Resource. This will provide you with the data 
We talked about data, okay? We talked about algorithmic data that is being used to identify people who are most likely to sell. So RPR provides the same kind of data for free, all right, for you to understand your farm area. And what do I mean by understand? Now, Mike already explained certain factors of what you need to know. But let's dive a little bit deeper into those factors. How many houses sold at the highest price point in your farm? How many houses sold at the lowest price point in your farm? Where have values gone up within your farm? Where have values stayed low or gone down in your farm? Now, many of you may not know those answers off the top, but when you find those answers, you start to understand where to go, where to work, how to help your investors, how to help your buyers, and how to help the sellers within this neighborhood. RPR provides all of this. It tells you, tells you the average bedroom and the, and, you know, the bedroom sizes of this particular farm. It gives you data points of the increase over the last three years within this neighborhood. All of this is important because of the conversational value you're now able to have. So let's wrap this all in together into one big bow, okay? There is a yard sale coming up springtime, no matter where you live. Now, Mike has the pleasure of living in beautiful, sunny Florida, so you can do a yard sale practically 98% of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who have the beautiful uh, agenda of, of, of sun, because right? Because that's why people move to Florida is to keep that agenda of beautiful, sunny days. If you, if you have that in your mind and that in your market, take advantage of this now, okay? But if you do not, and you're like me, and it's getting colder out, yard sales are no-go into next season. Now, hear me out. So the yard sale, you're going to start collecting names of people participating in this yard sale by way of knocking on their door. Just casually, hey, my name is Javier. I'm a local real estate agent and we're doing a neighborhood yard sale. Would you and your family want to be a part of this? You pull your little clipboard out and have them sign their name and provide information so you can gather up. Now, during that yard sale, you're going to make sure to get something of your brokerage name or on a wagon or something along that sort. So people know who you are. They know you're representing Keller Williams. They know you're representing Century 21, so on and so forth, okay? Now, during this opportune time, you're introducing yourself and speaking to people, not about real estate, but about regular everyday life. That's going to allow you to build that rapport. After you succeed in helping these awesome homeowners offlift their goods inside of their home, you now are going to thank them for their participation with a card or a gift of some sort. doesn't have to be expensive. You can go to the Dollar Tree and buy some awesome gifts. Dollar Tree is still good quality. <laughs> now, because again, we're new agents. We need to make sure we save our chips here. But we also want to make an impact on this area. And people love being thanked for their time. That's all you're thanking them for, for your time. I thank you very much for your time and participating in this year's or this season's yard sale. Now, as you go back to RPR and understanding all of what's happening in your neighborhood, during those conversations, you can easily explain that the values have gone up 70% in the last three years. Not talking about buying or selling real estate, you're just engaging in conversation about real estate. All right, that's the difference. When you are talking to folks and letting them know what's going on out there, you're not coming from a real estate, you know, hey, I want you to sell, let me, this is why I'm telling you no. Some people may ask you, oh, I see you're at Century 21, so how's the market these days? People love asking that question. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to bring it up. How's the market these days? And, you know, the savvier agents are always going to say, well, which market you're speaking about? Oh, right here in Cobalt Ridge. How's it going over here? Well, you know, the most expensive house sold at 350000 in just two days. That's amazing. Absolutely. You know, 45% increase in the last two years is a great, great, great increase. Wouldn't you say so, Nancy? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. So, again, they now know that you understand this particular market, this particular neighborhood market, right? Yeah. I kind of merged yeah. the two words, right? So, 
These me, are small. Let me, yes. Let me sum this up though. Let me yes. sum this up because I love where you're going, but I do want to, I do want to create a couple nuances that I think are super important in this concept, Please. right? So the concept is, is being an expert, right? You want to be an expert. And as a new agent, because I deal with many of them, I know that it's in the back of your head when you hear these types of things, well, I'm brand new. I can't be an expert. And that's Ooh, not true. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. your drunk monkey is sitting there going, Hey, stupid, you got your license two months ago. You don't know anything. Right. And yeah. that's going on guys, whether you realize it, whether it's subconscious or not, that's going on in your brains. And that is going to prevent you from knocking on the door. It's going to prevent you from doing the, um, the yard sale. It's going to prevent you from trying to actually be an expert. Okay. Now, yeah. When we say expertise, this is where I think the difference is between agents that come in and crush it and agents that don't. It is super important for you to know your market in every way, shape, and form. And part of that is data, like Javier's alluding to. Part of that is how many homes sold, knowing the marketplace, what's happening here. Because if I run into an analytical seller or an analytical person, that's what they're going to care about, right? Now, here's the biggest thing to keep in mind. People like people who are like themselves, okay? So the biggest compliment you can pay to someone is to enter their world. And we've done entire sessions on this. So down below, underneath, when we post this podcast on YouTube, I will post a couple links. One will be to a class we've done on Canva to help you guys with that. And another is going to be a class where we go over this exact concept and really dive into DISC and really understanding personalities. And we call it advanced sales skills, how to actually kind of be a chameleon and transform into what you need to be for that individual and the cues that you need to pick up on. Because yeah, there for someone who doesn't care about analytics, right? If you run into a high I or a high D and you start going, well, you know, 47 homes sold in here, they don't care. You are speaking French <laughs> to an Italian. They yeah. have no idea what you're talking about, nor do they care. But yeah. they might love the nightlife. They might love the social life. They might love that, you know, they're really, really into sports. And that's their trigger. And you know all the, the coaches and the sports teams and the high schools. And you know all that. It may be a mom who's heavily focused on literally one thing, which is what schools are my kids going to? It might be, you don't know who you're going to run into. So the key is know it all. If you truly want to own your farm and own your market, you need to know it all, right? We tell our agents mm. that are along the Gulf beach all the time. You want to, you want to own waterfront. Great. It's not a matter of just knowing what prices are per square foot along the Gulf. That's part of it. Yes. You need to know that. But that's not it. You need to know who the, is the guy they should call when they have seawall issues. How do they report a turtle that's up on shore that's been messed with, right? How do they, who do they call when they have termite damage or saltwater damage or whatever? That's all part of it as well. Where's the best restaurant for them to get seafood? Oh, they're vegan? Where are the best vegan restaurants? You need to know it all. And the people who mm -hmm. know their marketplaces like that can win. Because what happens now is I don't need to worry about what my answer is going to be. So when I meet Javier, I know I have all the knowledge. I know it all. So now what I can do is shut up and listen. And when I hear him say, hey, yeah, you know, I was looking around and um, I was just kind of wondering, like, what's going on in the market? I saw some homes over there. So I'm going to stop right there real quick. If someone says that to you, what did you pick up on? Well, he was looking around. He saw some things. What does that tell mm -hmm. me? He's visual. Those are visual cues. So when I respond, I can't respond. Well, listen, let me tell you, those aren't going to, that's not his language. I'm speaking a different language, right? So I have to say, yeah, listen, I'd love to show you around the area sometime. Have you ever thought about looking at, you know, this area? There's so many, the views from there are amazing. You're going to love it. And I can't wait to show you around. Show, look, see. I'm going to repeat back the words in his language. 
And I'm going mm. to apply that to the market, part of my market that matters to him, right? And so that's the important thing. So one thing like I've done is I started creating videos and I created an entire video series on my marketplace. So I live in Wesley Chapel and what I've started doing is creating these videos and the videos literally are summarizing what it's like to be a single, be single in Wesley Chapel. What's great about being a pet owner in Wesley Chapel? What's awesome about being a parent in Wesley Chapel? What's awesome about having youth sports in Wesley Chapel? And literally these are all separate videos and the videos are 100% focused on a niche within my marketplace. Mm. When I have all of these done, what does it really do? Well, it says that I know the market better than anyone, right? And so I think a lot of us get caught up in, oh, we need to know the values and we need to know these things. And those are super, super important, but only to someone who cares about data. And we can't yeah. just yeah. do that stuff out because that's not going to hit home with everyone. That's, that's so important that you dive, that you dove into what people are saying and mirroring and being a chameleon and understanding that advanced sales, because let's be honest, most people who become real estate agents and most of you who are listening do not have a sales background. So these things that Mike is explaining and, 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 and putting up is like magic. It literally will transform how you are seen and what you're providing to your market that like just like that and as i'm listening to them i'm like i'm thinking to myself like man i really need to start listening to those keys because my whole perspective of what i provide and knowing what i can provide is coming from a standpoint of just trying to help just trying to provide things to you but if there is a block in my communication skills then they will never get my value that I'm trying to provide. So this is for everybody out there who's listening and has just heard what he said. And, I, and I'm and i going to look at some of those videos that you're going to put up because I'm interested in learning more because you never, like, you never stop learning. You never stop learning. And for the newer agents and for the agents who are hitting a brick wall, who are listening to this and who are watching this, that right there is so crucial that if we take a step just pause and just think about it. You're not only going to increase the value of what you can provide to your market, but it's going to change every facet of your life, your relationships with your children, with your spouse, with your neighbors, not even business. This is life. This is regular life. And, and having that mindset of listening for those key words and how you're going to deliver it back to them so they understand is is crucial so we're not going to spend too yeah. much time on that because i know you guys are 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 like really really overwhelmed digging for <laughs> fire hose right now because it's like i'm excited like for real the way you described that mike is is again um is mind-blowing because if we start to think about that daily and we start to be present with those constant reminders we're now going to be unstoppable within our area because you literally have a video for all different types of lifestyles within your city you guys should be making those videos and for those who don't want to be in front of the video fine all right there's a awesome agent who i know named greg in las vegas and he does a whole lot of voiceovers where the video is like He's walking through a dog park, walking through a restaurant, walking through downtown, and his voiceover is explaining what you're seeing, and that's it. It's Guys, sped I'm not, up. I'm not in you any know. single one of those videos. I personally am well, not in the video, right? Don't need. There to. you go, right? There don't you go. To. There you go. And, for, and for, I'm with you. For I people don't, who are, yeah. I don't want to get too off topic with it, right? And that's it. Literally, could be its own own conversation in itself but i do I, I will say this though just the last point on this communication thing is because it is so important yep. right as you're farming especially and that's why i wanted to hit it on this but like literally every aspect of what you're putting out from a marketing perspective from a conversation perspective from literally your bio 
to the text conversation you're having with a prospective client. I promise you, because we've all had it happen. If you have ever had someone you're texting with a prospective client and then they go dark, they stop talking to you, right? Mm -hmm. They just ghost you. I promise you most of the time, if you go back and start playing Monday morning quarterback on those conversations, you will see looking at it from this mm -hmm. lens where you lost them because I see it all the time and we've been coaching with our agents on all the time and it happens to me, but I, I promise you the better you get at this, the, the more success you're going to have, because what's going to happen is you're going to go back and you got that lead from Zillow or from your website or wherever else. And they were texting and they're like, yeah, I was talking with a friend and they were telling me that I really should potentially look at this area, but you know, listen, I'm not sure, you know, if that, if they're telling the right thing or if I heard them right, now, what did they really say? Well, they, they did use the word show, but they heard, they were talking to a friend. They were listening to a friend. Those are, that's an auditory person. So the second you wrote back and was like, yeah, can we meet at 1.30? I'll show you all this. You're going to love looking at them. We'll go look around that. You've lost them. Okay? <laughs> and it's Gone. so subtle, guys. It doesn't seem like a big deal. But I promise you it is because you're not speaking their language where if you had written back to that person or wrote back to that person and said, hey, listen, I hear you. Um, having as many points of view is really, really good. But listen, let me let me let's hop on a call. Let me tell you about the areas in a little bit more detail. I want to understand what exactly you know, you've heard. And I want to try and make sure that I answer those questions and help you and, and listen to you as well as give you some thought that you can then think about right now I'm speaking their language. Now I'm being auditory back. Right. And it's just little, just little, little subtle things, even in text, right? You got a person, they're responding with a bunch of emojis. Use emojis. That person is telling you they love emojis. The second I start seeing someone use emojis, guess what I'm responding with? Emojis, right? Boom. Little things, Boom. little, little things. But I promise you, as you're farming, you need to be paying attention to these things because there's so many cues that will help you. As I walk up to a house, if I'm going to go door knock, I'm looking around. What's the license plate? Oh, there's a University of Tampa license plate frame. Hmm. I went to the University of Tampa. Okay. Oh, a UF alumni. Awesome. My broker's a UF alumni. That means that they have a kid in college. Cool. Maybe they don't need the space anymore. All of these little things are running through my mm. head before I ever knock on that door. More importantly, what kind of car is it? What color is it? Oh, it's a yellow mm. Mustang. That's a high eye, my friends. I'm telling you, that's going to be a high eye. When I knock on that door, that's going to be someone with a lot of energy who likes to be attention. They like to be complimented. That's a high eye. I'm ding, ding, ding. Now all that stuff is registering mm. in my head because now when I knock on there, now I have so much more potential for success because I'm going to listen and enter their world. And I already have an idea of where I need to go. Right. And they're telling you, and this Amazing. applies to uh, when you're doing open houses, this applies to when you're sitting there doing really any line of communication. But when you're writing a bio, you have to make sure you're hitting all these points. I want auditory words in my bio. I want visual words in my bio. I want kinesthetic words in my bio, right? How I feel. Oh, I like this. I like, I want, I want all of those throughout my bio because I don't know who's reading it. And Javier might read it and he's a visual guy and then somebody else might read it and they're an auditory person. And so those auditory words are going to resonate with them. So you want it all. And as you're doing mailers, mm. as you're doing these things that we're talking about, Taking it to that next level is actually paying attention to this. When you do a social post, when you're creating a piece of content, even a graphic, think about it. Who is this speaking to? Because if you're only using certain words, you're only speaking to a certain person and the rest are going to keep scrolling. So just be aware of it. It takes time. It's a skill set. Um, I will post I the class on it, but I, I do think it's yeah. super, super important. I love it. I love it. I love it. When you guys are really breaking this down and applying this, you're going to see the instantaneous responses. So take advantage and play back and rewind this back and go back to when we first start talking about it and listen to it again and, 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 and practice it.
I tell people all the time, if you're going to read a book, you're going to listen to something, you know, especially when you read a book, a lot of people read a lot of books, especially audio, you know, audible books, right? And you read one and you really don't take action and you read another one and you really don't take action and you really another one. You feel accomplished because you're reading books and you're expanding your brain, but you didn't take any action. So next time you decide to read a book or listen to a podcast, press pause, take some action. Go through your phone, look at the keywords. Post on social media, look at the keywords, right? Focus on that conversation, look at the keywords or listen for the keywords. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Now, we're going to stay on social media for a little while about farming because I want everybody to know when you are on Instagram, particularly Instagram, you can farm as well. And how does someone farm on Instagram? And I'm going to tell you, hashtags, 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 hashtags. So right now, I want all of you to go to your phone, pull up Instagram, and take a look at hashtag your neighborhood, hashtag your city, hashtag your zip code, hashtag your school, hashtag the coolest place in town. Look at those. Find out who's frequenting, who's posting so frequently on those. Are there any other real estate agents, right? And if there are not any other real estate agents for your neighborhood hashtag, your city hashtag, and I know your city hashtag is going to have some agents in there. Let's be honest, okay? Because this is not new, but it may be new for you. And this is an opportunity that what I call, what the market calls hashtag stacking, all right? So I want you guys to envision small holes. Just every time I go like this, it's a larger hole. So it's a smaller hole and a larger hole and a larger hole and a larger hole. Before you dive in, before you dive in, because there might be some folks watching saying, what the hell is a hashtag? What is it? (laughs) What does it do? Why do I need it? Yeah. You know, I'm used to dialing them. Like it's a number sign, not a hashtag. (laughs) Okay. Yes, you're right. You're old like me and that's okay. But (laughs) let's just give a brief understanding. Basically to summarize hashtags, they are essentially keywords, search terms. They're things that people can go in literally on Instagram, go into the search bar. They could do hashtag Tampa Bay, and they're going to then, it's going to index other posts and content that have used that hashtag right now. Keep in mind, when you start to type in a hashtag, you're going to see how many times, how many posts have used that hashtag. And so you could see numbers in millions, you could see numbers in a few hundred thousands, you could see numbers in under a thousand, right? It'll say under a thousand posts. Keep in mind, the larger, the more posts, that's a more popular keyword, but it's also harder for you to index on because there's more posts, right, which are constantly pushing down the other ones. The ones that are typically, if you can find them, the sweet spot for most of you is going to be 5,000 to really 50, 60,000, right? That's the kind of the sweet spot of tags you're looking for. And so, um, but, but just to explain it rough, basically it's a keyword, right? The same way you would search for something. That's what it is. It's a search term. Think about it that way. And now continue. Yes. hundred percent. Thank you for that explanation. So let's use ponds instead of holes ponds. We have a small pond. And as we go, so the first pond is going to be, you know, under a hundred posts between that 5,000 and that 1,000, you're going to see it on Instagram. Okay. Make that your niche post, make that the neighborhood's name. If there is no hashtag already established for that neighborhood, most oftentimes you will find that the neighborhood's name, let's just say Cobalt Ridge, let's just say um, uh, for Cynthia Gate, hashtag for Cynthia Gate. When you do a hashtag for Cynthia Gate, it may only be 25 people that ever posted on that. That's fine. That's where you're going to start stacking up these hashtags and filling up these ponds with your content, all right? So first, figure out what hashtags you want to use. Go as far as down as the neighborhood's name and then go into the actual section name and then go into the city name and then go into the state and then go as many as you want. Now, the limit on hashtags for each post is going to be 30. So if you're doing an Instagram reel, if you're doing an Instagram post or video, it's going to be 30 hashtag limit. So make sure you keep it at 30. Now, 
how does this equate to farming? So when you are inside of these hashtags, and again, just like Mike said, it's a searchable item. So type in that hashtag, go through it. It's going to pop up as top and it's going to pop up as recent and it's going to pop up as reels. This is how Instagram has it. Top, recent, reels. Those are going to be your three categories when you look up any hashtag. Click on recent, not top, but recent. And then go through that. See who is posting and see what they're posting about. Understand who they are. Most oftentimes, they're going to be businesses. And sometimes you will see real estate agents in there. Oftentimes you will, actually. So what does this all mean? This means that this is a way for you to put your information and start to cloud, start to fill up this pond with your content. So let's take it a step further because you already have the concept of I'm going to post stuff about my neighborhood, use these hashtags. So when anybody searches it up, they see me. We know that. Now, let's take it a step further. So we talked about finding the sell scores and understanding who is most likely to sell in your farm. Right. We've already discussed that. Let's bring that over to the hashtag understanding hashtag strategy rather. So you go and you find these homeowners that you have discovered who are most likely to sell. You look them up same way they look you up. Start on Facebook or go on Instagram. Most people have their Instagrams connected to their Facebook because it's the same company. They make it that easy. So you can just go on Facebook and type in. Casey Smith. Casey Smith is in there. You know that that's them just because you're looking up the name, you click on it. Things are looking familiar. You click on the Instagram handle of Casey Smith. Okay. And then you go to Casey Smith's following. Who is Casey Smith following? You click on that. Here's the cool thing about Instagram. They show you what Casey is following as far as hashtags. So once you identify the hashtags that your target is following, you incorporate those hashtags in your content. Okay, what kind of content? What about that Pico I was talking about before? What about the, the yard sale events we were talking about before? What about anything that has to do with your neighborhood? Post it and use the hashtag from Casey. And hopefully you did that for five or 10 or 20 or 30 other people and have 30 hashtags for each individual person. Now, I know many of you are like, all right, I'm confused. How does this even work? And how it works is simple. You're going to post something on social media by way of using these hashtags that they are following. They're going to see it. No, they're not going to click on that picture and call you and say, I'm ready to sell my house. It's not going to happen that way. It could. But what's going to happen, it could, it could. Like, Javier, I love what you just did about the new bakery in town. Here's my deed. It may happen. If it does, take advantage of it and help. But most likely it won't. But what you're doing is you're building, the same way you're building your hashtag stacking efforts on Instagram as a whole, you're building your rapport in their subconscious. Okay, they're seeing you. You're visible. You've done a yard sale already. You've let people know about certain things, activities inside of the neighborhood already. And now you're on Instagram talking about the newest cookie shop that just came in or the newest uh, coffee shop or, or, or what's going on in the neighborhood about values as you're walking through the neighborhood talking. Now they see you. Now, when you go to door knock and have a conversation with them about real estate, because that's your actual job your career, right? Because we don't want to say a job. We don't want to say career. We want to just say, this is what you do because you love it, okay? This is your neighbor. This is your farm. So when you guys are knocking on the doors and having conversations with people, all of those subconscious spots they, they, that they seen you in, they heard your name, whatever, just comes crashing down. And that allows you guys to not only increase your closing rate, but also dominate your farm. Because this is what the game is about. You know what agents is dominating your area right now, right? You know, right? If you if you live in in anywhere in the United States, if you're listening to this, you know what agent is dominating your market. So your job is to dominate on a micro level, and this is how you do it.
Now, I want to ask you about that because me and Mike were talking off offline about microforming and how I explain the hashtag stacking. But Mike, shed a little light on your thoughts on that, how you think it could work for someone just starting out and how you would tweak it if you would tweak it at all. Yeah, I mean, so I love the concept, right? And I do think it's important to know you do not have to remember these hashtags every time. When you find the group <laughs> that you want to use, save them. Go into the notes of your phone, copy those hashtags, paste them in there. I have in my phone, I have them sectioned off, right? So I know that if I'm talking about a specific thing or area or topic, I've got, you know, 20, 30 for each of those things. And they're already saved in my phone. So now all I have to do is go and copy those and paste them into the post when I'm ready to do so. So that that's just a little hack for you. But hold on, wait, 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 before you go, Mike, wait, let's let's double down on that because I don't think everybody, you gotta say that again. So what, so explain that again, because that's something that I do myself personally and I did not talk about that, but please repeat that. Yeah, so copy the hashtags, right? So let's say I get this group of 30, right? And let's just say that's my Meadow Point neighborhood hashtags. And that's for anything I'm really gonna talk about or focus on within that neighborhood. I've got those hashtags. I'm going to copy them. I'm going to open up the notes app in my phone. And I'm going to paste them. And then if I've got multiple topics, right, multiple neighborhoods, multiple things I want to talk about, right, because I post different things. So I just being in what I do and the fact that I'm a partner in the broker, some stuff we post is recruiting, some stuff I post is about real estate, some stuff I post is about my kids' sports. And so I've got different categories for each of those with different hashtags. And I keep all of those in my notes. And then all I have to do is when I create that post, go into my notes, copy those hashtags, go into the app, make my posts and hit paste, right? So it's just a very easy way for you to keep um, keep the hashtags kind of organized and so that you don't have to sit there and be like, what was that hashtag again? You're not going to have to do the searching every time. So it just makes it easier. Um, now, another way to do this, right? And this is kind of what we were talking about offline that I'm a huge fan of and I think is super underutilized in the real estate industry and I've personally done it, so I know it works, is what I consider micro-influencers, right? Anyone who's come from an e-commerce background or, you know, social media marketing background, you know what influencers are. Um, many of you might know what micro-influencers are, right? So your, your real influencers are your athletes, your celebrities, your Kim Kardashians, right? Who you're going to pay $500,000 to, to make a post, right? Something crazy, astronomical amounts of money because they're big and they have huge millions and millions of people globally, right? I know, yes, most of you can sell globally through your relocation department. That's not your focus, right? So you don't need that. You don't need millions, right? And then you have your micro-influencers. And that to me is where there's huge opportunity in the real estate world. So one thing I've done is in my area, a very good friend of mine has all the attention. He is a major influencer because he is involved in almost every single youth league, runs almost every single youth league. He's been doing it for years. He's on just a big, big social user. So he's creating content all the time. He's heavily engaged with. He knows everyone in this marketplace from business owners to families to you name it, athletes that live here. He knows them all, right? And so I went to him and said, hey, you know, I'm curious. Someone who has all the attention of all the people that I want the attention of. Yes, I could sit there and earn that attention over time, maybe, but it's going to take me a while. Or I could leverage somebody who's already got it. So I went mm -hmm. to him and said, hey, I'm going to create some social content. I'm going to create some, we have projects coming up. Would you be cool if I paid you? And we'll come up with something you think is fair to you for you to post about it and share it with your people. Mm. And he said, sure. Now, here's the best part, guys. They have no idea how to price themselves because these aren't true influencers. These aren't Kim Kardashians, right? These are just normal people doing their thing that just happen to have the attention of the people that you want the attention of. So a lot of times you can do this for free or extremely cheap. So he probably would have done it for free just because we're friends, but I didn't want that. I didn't want that because I wanted this to potentially be a business opportunity for him and for me. And so yeah. I said, I'll shoot you 20 bucks. Can you post this new project we have coming? It's a new condo hotel investment project. I'd love for you to share it. Sure. So I create the post, send it over to him. He posts, hey, you guys got to check this out. This is from 
you know, he calls me his little brother. This is from my little brother, tags me in it <laughs> and puts it on all That's the social awesome. channels. And all of a sudden it starts blowing up comments, messages. That's He's awesome. sending them people my way, referring people over to me, right? Like clockwork guys for 20 bucks. And so now I do it, I do it over and over again with him. Not so much that it becomes diluted, but anytime where I think, you know what, this would be good for, for him to share, he'll share it. And I saw, I throw him some money. So that is legal and super effective because now I'm very easily capturing the attention of people that I want the attention of. So if you're sitting back going, well, how do I find that person? Easy. Look at your hashtags. This is where you might oh. want to search those hashtags, <laughs> those micro hashtags, and then go to the tops. Look at the tops because those are the most engaged with posts. Who posted yeah. that? Was it a small business in the area? Was it a business owner? Was it a mom who just happens to have a lot of attention? It doesn't matter who it is. What matters is, oh, here's a local artist in Wyoming, right? In my neighborhood that, or my town in Wyoming that's got a, all the attention, man. She's got a ton of followers. Look at her engagement. Oh, wow, it's really good. Great, DM her, send her a message. Hey, just really curious. Would you be interested? I've got this new listing coming up. You know, I know your audience would love it. it what could we work out where you could share it with them? That's it. Now, she may say no. Cool. On to the next. Right? So That's that amazing, is a strategy though. that works extremely well if it's just thought out and strategized. Um, it, it really is effective. That's absolutely amazing. And I'm just stuck on the whole micro influencer thing because this is something you guys could do right now holiday season is upon us go to those hashtags find those micro influencers and have that discussion many of you are already known in your area from your previous job or your previous career take advantage of that opportunity and what we're here to do every time we meet up to have this relentless agent podcast is to provide you with things that you can act on now not tomorrow, not next day, to today, today. You're on Instagram anyway. My wife calls it doom scrolling because I doom scroll a lot, me and her both. And we always say, okay, how can we, how can we optimize this, right? And we do by taking a moment and say, all right, let's make a post. Let's post something about the new agent handbook. Let's post something about our food because we love to cook and we're chefs, right? So it's so so much distraction, so many distractions out there. And as a real estate professional, you don't have a stop and start clock. No one is calling you and say, hey, are you working? No one's checking on you. You literally can sit on your couch and play Call of Duty all day and feel liberated, right? Because you just won war zone or maybe you, you got some kills, right? You're excited, right? Because no one's going to stop you and i'm not knocking off any guys that play call of duty because i love it my son plays it hopefully he becomes a professional one day but again i want to i want to reference those those points because so many distractions are out there and they're hitting us every single day so i'm telling you guys please go on to instagram look up the hashtags in your area find out who is doing what you want to do find out who has the audience that you want to have and collaborate even if there's another agent i know that sounds crazy but a lot of times you will find yourself in a situation where just having a discussion about the neighborhood with another agent helps bring forth the awareness of what's going on in your market. And you never know. Somebody who's been watching them may not have felt a connection, but now they feel one with you and they contact you. And they say, hey, I've been I seen you with Jill the other day talking about housing prices. My son is looking to buy his first home. Can you help me? And they've been following Jill for five years. <laughs> And they connected with you. So don't be afraid to put yourselves in those positions. Make sure you're taking advantage of social media and not just being taken advantage by social media. <laughs> because unfortunately, the tech companies, they have our number. <laughs> All right. They have a million data points on us and knowing what we want and knowing how to get it to us. So when you pick up that shiny phone, chances are you're going to be stuck doing something other than what you intended to do when you first picked it up because they're that good 
So we're just trying to educate you guys and empower you most importantly, so you can be that good in, in the micro way. Absolutely. Yeah. The last thing I will say guys is I think, you know, it's very common in this industry to start to hear that this is the slow time, right? This is the time where everything yeah. slows down for the holidays and <laughs> it's not entirely wrong, right? I think, you know, there are people who are going to take vacations and maybe you're one of them. I myself am leaving Saturday for the entire week. So this will be the last podcast we, we do before Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone, but happy Thanksgiving, but I do want to say this, this is also the biggest opportunity guys, because do you know who the most people are that are taking the breaks, the fat and happy people. Right. And I don't mean physically, they're the ones that, you know, and I'll, and I'll put myself in that bucket. I don't need another deal to make my year, right? I, I don't need another transaction. I'm happy, right? I can end my year tomorrow and I'm going to be very, I'm going to be fine financially. I'm going to be good, right? And so, yeah, I'm going to take the week off because I can, okay? And that's who's going to take it. So I'm not saying don't take time for yourselves. Obviously do, right? Enjoy the holiday yeah. season. But what I will yeah. caution you on is wasting this opportunity because you're going to have a lot of agents that for the next 30 to 60 days are going to go into hibernation mode. And it is a huge opportunity where if you are willing to work, if you are willing to put in action, whether it's one of the things we talked about today or in the first two episodes or something else you heard from somebody else, I don't care who it is. I hope you're inspired, but I hope you're inspired to take action and not just getting motivation to get motivation, right? So take action over the next 60 days, because I promise you there is a huge opportunity for you over these holiday breaks, because less people are talking to them. There's less voices out there. There's less door knocks. There's less everything because everyone's like, oh no, it's slowed down. They don't want to hear from me. It's the holidays. Now, does somebody want to list their home with you during the holidays? No, not unless they have to. There's no one that's like, yeah, I'd love to do showings <laughs> of my house during Thanksgiving break. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yes, I'd love to move on New Year's. That would be great. Especially on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no one is doing that. Okay, so yes, unless they have to physically move, they're not wanting yeah. to move. Okay, so let's be clear about that. That's okay. But starting the conversation is one that is something should be getting done right now because what do we all do during this holiday season? What do we all do at the end of the year? It's human nature. We start reviewing our year. We start reviewing where we're at physically yeah. and mentally, right? Am I in the job I want? Is the year going all right? It's been a rough year for a lot of folks. It's been a rough two years for a lot of folks, right? And so now's the time, like, do I need a fresh start? Do, do I want to change jobs? Do I want to change where I live? Do I, these are, this is the time of year where those thoughts are creeping in more than ever. And so we always, we have a saying here that if you don't go with them on the dreaming phase, they're going to forget you on the buying phase, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. right now, folks, is the start of that dreaming phase. And if you don't enter their world now, it's going to be a lot harder when the actual buying or selling phase comes around. So I highly, highly, highly implore all of you take action over these next 60 days, have conversations, start doing some of the things we talked about. Don't let this whole concept that the world is slowing down, get to you. You go full steam, go harder than you've ever gone before over these next 60 days. Because I promise you, there is less competition in the marketplace over the next 60 days. And it is your opportunity to strike, especially as a new agent. So those are my final words. Javier, what do you got? Beautifully said, beautifully said, as always, Mike. And congrats on your vacation coming up. Happy Turkey Day for everybody out there. And I want, and I want to challenge you guys. Listen, if you have any questions, if you're an agent struggling out there, Mike, of course, you guys know is in Florida. I'm up here in Pennsylvania, all right? We don't know it all, but we know how to get you what you need, all right? Reach out to us. Follow us. Go on our social medias, all righty? Click on, you know, con contact us and ask us questions if that's what you guys need, 
especially over these next 60 days as things, you know, quiet down, right? Take advantage of our opportunity that we're putting out there, our time, our resources. We do these, we, we do these podcast episodes for you. And we, now I'm not sure Mike's schedule is a very, very busy guy. I myself am focused on always talking to real estate agents. And I know Mike does that as his, as his career, but he's, as, he, as you heard him, he's taking a vacation. So I'm not sure of his schedule over the next two weeks. But if you guys have any questions, connect with us, comment below your question. All right, comment below your question so we can answer it either inside of the comments or contact you directly and help you through it. Now, again, this is all about you. So take advantage, take some action. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> guys. Really appreciate you watching. Like, subscribe to Javier's point. Comment below. And Ooh. if you take action and it works, leave us a comment that says how it worked and what you did because we love to hear success stories. So reach yes. out if we can help. Have a great holiday. And we'll see you guys after the break. See ya. See ya. <laughs>